What happens at a Food Truck Friday event and how can you attract more than your fair share of attendees? Today I'm going to share my experience from this past Friday night and how some food trucks earned my business and how other food trucks chased me away forever. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. I live in a small town in the panhandle of Florida. Our population is a whopping 6,200 people. We have many resident food trucks that open five and six days a week, and they rarely leave town. But they're all taco trucks. The remaining trucks that at least have an address in Phoenix Springs, Florida, travel a circuit. They go to other small towns and cities all up and down the Gulf Coast. Some of them have a really good reputation and others not so much. Our town puts on a food truck Friday event the fourth Friday night of every month. It lasts from 5 until 8 p.m. And generally, they have anywhere from 8 to 12 food trucks and will draw 400 to 800 people depending upon the weather and then what else is going on locally. Melissa and I attend every single one of those events unless it rains. As you may have already figured out, those 8 to 12 food trucks, they're traveling from other places around Florida and even Alabama to get to our little town. We have noticed food trucks driving as far as Dothan, which is in Alabama, Pensacola, Panama City. All of those are over an hour away from our little town. And what this does for our event is it gives us some variety since some of those trucks only come here once or twice a year. This past Friday, Melissa and I spent three hours at this event. We wanted to watch the trucks and we wanted to watch the crowds. We walked up and down the single block long event five different times, watching all the food trucks, watching the owners, watching the guests, watching the lines, and watching the interactions. We arrived at 4.30 and all the trucks that were there were prepping to be open at 5. There was one truck that was hung up in a wreck on the interstate and didn't even get to the event until 10 minutes until 5. They were obviously upset they were late and they were hustling to get set up. Half of the trucks, when we got there, were ready to sell food. The other half had their windows down. And they were still prepping right up until 5 o'clock. One of the trucks that was open, or at least they had their window open, we couldn't tell if they were serving food or not, they were blasting their music. They were playing a radio station, and I do mean they were blasting it. It was so loud that it drowned out an open-sided 13,000-watt generator that was two trucks away. Melissa and I could not hear each other until we were at the far end of the block. And even then, it was a struggle because the music was just too loud. What it did was it created a sound shield around that truck. No one was stopping there. They would hurry past the truck because the music was rudely too loud. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was my favorite music. I talked many times about how I love Prince or I love KC and the Sunshine Band because I'm a kid from the 70s. Even if they were playing my most favorite song, it was too loud. It's not a discotheque. People came there to eat. Background music is supposed to be background. It's supposed to drown out other people's conversations, not yours. The first walk up and down the block, we were met with total silence. Not a single truck that had their window up and their menus out and had people that were just leaning out the window bothered to talk to us. And we stopped at every single truck and looked at their menu. We were obviously interested in the food because we stopped. And no one said, hey, how you doing? You need to try this product because it's awesome. It's my favorite. No one engaged us. No one. 
The vendor that was late, he wasn't there the first time we walked up and down the block. But that second time we walked up and down the block, guess what he did? He talked to us. He said, hi, how are y'all doing? You've got to try this product. And you know what he did? He cut off a little piece of a fried pork chop and gave it to us. He got his food into our mouth. And it was good. Melissa was thrilled because it was a nice, tender bread of pork chop. And she said, that's what I want. We didn't go there to go get their food. We went there to sample different people's food. This guy got our business. So we placed a $40 order. Then Melissa and I went and sat down in the back of our pickup truck and did what I always do. Pulled out a stopwatch and started timing the people on our end of the food truck Friday event. Now we timed several different trucks. The truck that appeared to be the busiest, we started with them. They had about 14 people in line, so I picked the 10th person in line, turned on my stopwatch, and paid attention to that poor lady. It took 33 minutes for her to to move up to place an order. 33 minutes. That is ridiculous slow. Then, once she placed the order, it took over 40 minutes to get the food off of the food truck. So she was engaged to this one rude food truck for over an hour to get fed. Now, when people are hungry, they have no patience. We saw a whole bunch of hungry people huddled around that food truck that were grumbling and complaining on how long did they get my food. Now, the reason this food truck was busy is not because of the reputation. It was because of the food they were selling. It's Thai food. We don't have a lot of Thai food options in Defeating X Springs, Florida. We have a ton of Mexican, but we have very little Thai food. We have very little Oriental food in general. They were busy based on their cuisine. They were busy based on the promise of flavor, but they didn't deliver on the other unstated promise, and that is great service. Slow is never great, and they lost sales from it. That 10th person in line was really, like I told you, the 12th or 14th person, and we watched people behind her join the line and then leave 10, 15 minutes later because the line wasn't moving, or it certainly wasn't moving fast enough. Now, those people that would leave would go somewhere else and buy food from a different food truck. So in those three hours, that tie truck put through 60 people. Now, our estimate of attendance was about five to 600 that night. We counted the crowds two or three different times as we walked up and down them. So we feel pretty confident there was about 500 to 600 people that came to the event, which sounds like they got their fair share if they got 60 people. 10 food trucks divided by 600 to 60 people. Sounds awesome. Except one of the food vendors was lemonade only. One of the food vendors was Dippin' Dots. One of the food vendors was ice cream. They missed their potential because they were slow. Now, right beside them was a very happy, very friendly owner that loves cooking. You can see it on his face. When he's outside tending to his smoker, he is just smiling. He's talking to everybody that walks by. Anybody that just steps up, he's talking to them. He's a happy guy. And he's a resident vendor. He lives in Defuniac Springs. He only opens a couple of days a week. And you would expect that the people of Defuniac would be tired of his food because he's a staple. We can get his food any week we want. His line rarely exceeded five people. And I bet you're thinking that Thai food truck made way more money even with the slow service. Speed of service is a limiter, and especially when it comes to events. The Thai food truck average plate was $18, and if all those 60 people that they served each bought one plate, that means they generated over $1,000 in sales, and that's just over $1,000. The barbecue food truck, his average plate's $14, and again, his line never got longer than five people all night long. Just doesn't seem like he could have made much money. Well, guess what? He did. Speed of service makes the difference. In that same three-hour period, he put out nearly 180 orders. 
with a lower check average and a much, much shorter line, he exceeded $2,000 in sales, double what the vendor with the longest line did. Speed matters. Service matters. And my question for you is how much money are you leaving on the table when you attend events like this? Join me again later this week because I'm going to go through some observations of what made this event great for some people and not great for others. Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.